0: I'm so excited about this. Look at well, you guys chilling out on my couch. Welcome. <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> I knew I
1: wanted to chill on this couch the second I came in this place.
0: Fuck yeah. And off the <laughs> street. That's thanks
1: for having us back to our old neighborhood in Greenpoint. Yeah, it's,
0: absolutely.
1: It's kind of somewhat infuriating to know that you were like two blocks away from us. We were just living up the block for 11 years and now we're not here. It's like it's like we come back and like I'm like... What the heck? These people were here the whole time. It's crazy. <laughs> bunny. Bunny's here. You're Bunny.
2: I'm Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: I love but um,
1: yeah, welcome. We, you're you're not the first witch, but you're a very esteemed one. That <laughs> to have come on our. Po- I think you're the first witch that's written a book that's been on our podcast. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, wait, no, Kristen no. Sole, we just yeah but the,
0: the first witch that used to live two blocks away from you yeah. and you didn't know it for yes. certain, exactly for certain. Exactly. I get that title. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we're making this movie wild magic. And I've realized since we started making it, the spell we've cast on our life, because when, when you're a filmmaker, everyone is like, what are you working on? Which can be crushing if you're not working on anything. So we always try to be working on something. And this one, we're so excited to be like, we're making this thing wild magic. And through telling people that, we meet people like yourself. Like, we met a filmmaker the other night, and he was like, you have to meet Veronica. And it's just, I could just tell right away, I was like, we're going to be best friends with her. It's fine. It's, it's on. <laughs> yes, so, yes. Yeah, we cast a spell on our life for by, by saying, hey, we're making a film called Wild Magic, and uh, so we have been willing to ride that wave, and I think that's how we ended up here. And you just gave us a brilliant bit for our movie, so... Deeply appreciate that.
0: Oh, that makes me happy. And but it's so good to have you guys here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Jesus. I mean, I, hopefully from the video, you can get a sense of the place, but you'll see more in, uh, in the Wild Magic film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what is it? T- tell us about your book,
0: Bohemian Magic. Um, Bohemian Magic, um, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, here it is. Um, Bohemian Magic is a book about witchcraft and secret spells that I grew up with that my grandmother, um, Helen, she really gave me a lot of magic that was from her mother that was passed down. And I grew up with that. And, um, and then I kind of started doing my own magic things uh, with music, with rock and roll, with um, doing a lot of different past, present, future magic, sex magic, like all sort of experimenting with different kinds of magic, and um, the entire mishmash beauty of all of that is in bohemian magic my book so wow. it's done like a grimoire um it's done like it's done like a 90s scrapbook like all of my books will always look like worth cut out pictures of like kurt cobain <laughs> yeah. and um because he's in here and um and uh you know my own handwriting and doodles and things like that so it's a very personal book wow. on so many levels yeah Brilliant.
2: We share that love. Very ape is from yeah, the Nirvana our, song. Yeah, our
1: yes. this podcast named after Nirvana song. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Amazing. Love you. What's love you.
1: what's the deal with Curtin there? What did you say about him? Well spoiler alert. Well, um,
0: <laughs> you know, we're just t- I was just talking about uh, your heroes, and basically I have this thing in in the book where when I wanted to do certain things I did this thing called a spell I wrote a spell called the magic bus and you think where is it that I want to get to what kind of vibe do I want to get to and you think of the people on the other side that match that kind of vibe that might have a skill or a lesson or something beautiful that you can ask them
1: so these are people that have passed yes do they have to be close to you or anything or can they be a historic figure
0: they can be anybody that's the cool part because um in the book like i show like my different quote-unquote magic buses so it's like who do you want to get go on this trip with and like for instance like it might be somebody like um for instance, like Jack Kerouac was somebody that really influenced me when I was in high school for sure. And his talk of the love of the road. So like he was on the magic bus. So you set mm-hmm. up a picture and you, you like print out a picture of them, you put it up and you put a tea light in front of them. And like, you know, Kurt Cobain was there. E.B. Um, e. B. White, um You know, um, a lot of you can do like whoever that is on the other side. That is somebody that, you know, influenced you in some way. I like to call them ancestors. And I know that's controversial because they're not directly related to me. But I believe that ancestors are anyone that raised you. Mm. that mm-hmm. kind of raised you up and their influence had some kind of influence on the person that you are. And then, to me, that's an ancestor. So, yeah. you <laughs> know, I, I mean, you know, Kurt Cobain, Mr. Rogers, you know, um, <laughs> Ginger from um, Gilligan's Island. Ooh. Well, oh, she's like she's, oh. she's still here, though. But she's still here and she's fucking fabulous, too. But um, But I'm just, like, thinking, like, all the different... All the different pieces and and people that, you know, you can call upon. Mm-hmm. And so you basically set up an altar with photos and um, I have a picture of Kurt in here and you send you do an altar with their photos and you light the candles and you ask for their help and you say like send me the, you know, I'm looking to you for your creativity and for your ability to say exactly what needs to be said. Mm-hmm. Can you please like color my journey with that? And, um, yeah, that's the magic bus spell that I did. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So
1: I'm going to use that. Yeah. They're like sure. a board
0: of directors on the other side. Your yeah. Favorite oh people. Yeah.
1: We call them the saints of the Church of Chill. We want to get them all in like stained glass. Like here's Bob Dylan, Rocky Erickson, you know, like all the other I would love that. That's
0: amazing.
1: Yeah, the saints.
0: Oh my God. I love that idea. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. I think about all the people that raised me that weren't my family. It's crazy. I mean, like we're from a generation that was raised a lot by the TV and by CDs. And now it's a different thing. Now, Mm -hmm. now it's, it's, it's shifted a little bit. Like, so you and I probably have a lot of the same people because we were drawing from the same thing. Now it's so splintered and fractured. It's all over the place. Right. But I do wonder uh, your thoughts on like, so when Kurt Cobain was alive, are his powers like his, and they're contained to that, that body that he was in. And then when he's not here, it's like, they're more available to us. Like, do you have any thoughts on that? Or can you tap into a motherfucker that's still here already and start, you know,
0: I th- mm, that's that's a really good question. Because he needed his powers
1: while he was here. He How needed, else would we get all that music?
0: Yeah, yeah, he needed his powers for sure. I think you can also um, ask kindly and put it out there and be like, "I love you know what um, you know somebody's doing that's here currently," mm-hmm. um, and and ask if you can have their support. But I think that it's more powerful. To tap into somebody on the other side, yeah. like personally, mm. I think that um, I think that they're there um, to still help and continue and continue on. You know,
1: I feel like George Harrison has been like our our shared grandfather. He's guided us uh, a lot. He's gr- helped us a lot.
2: I was probably one of the only people that when Ramdas died I was like, "Oh, now we get a little bit more of him," you it know what I mean? It did feel like
1: that. It did feel like that with him because he trained us to think
0: that well,
2: way. Well, maybe so I probably wasn't one of the only people, but I was like, "Morning, Ramdas. What do you mean now he's like
0: Where could he go? We well, know he's closer." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's true.
1: I think about too like we watch a lot of um, sports documentaries and the amount of of cases, like there's this one I was watching the other day um, the Detroit Pistons were in the finals, and this guy, Joe Dumars, who was on their team, went off, had one of the best games in NBA Finals history. And what the team, everyone knew but didn't tell him is that before the game, his dad died. <sighs> and they didn't tell him until after the game. And there, there's just countless, especially from sports history, countless examples of the person's parent died on the day of the big game, and they had the most ridiculous, like, superhuman game of their life
2: wasn't he like he didn't know his dad died so he's like
1: he, he there's literally footage of him throwing up shots he shouldn't have thrown up and they're going in and he's looking at the other p- players in the team like there's slow motion footage of him being like what the fuck is going on <laughs> and the game ends and wow. everyone's celebrating and the coach had to come in and say well, you got to take a phone call in the other room and uh you know it's he- it's it's kind of wow. heavy stuff but it's like um you know i've uh, i've had very close my sister died and i feel like she's been she's just guided my family ever since and she's kept us together and kept like a focal point of somebody that we all know that's on the other side that we knew very well and who went there way too young but she's living through us you know Mm -hmm. so uh you know and, and her dying helped me get in touch with uh My desires. And, you know, I think the desires are kind of the foundational root of all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You tell me. It feels like if you're not in touch with your desires, how could you live with intention? Exactly. How can you do magic without intention? You can't. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. It's interesting stuff to think about. And it's, uh it probably sounds pretty far out to somebody who hasn't like had the felt experience
0: right right
1: but uh like like even if you wanted to tell that story about your house burning down like oh. that to me that's like the the like a prime example yeah of this type of thing
0: well um yeah um my I'm sorry to hear about your sister. Oh, it's also. okay. And it's okay. She's with me. And she is with you. Oh, she, she, without she, a doubt. She's chilling right now. With she loves Greenpoint. I love this. <laughs> I love this. I'm glad she's here. Yeah, Welcome, totally. sis. Erin Patricia. Erin Patricia. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes, girl. Excited. She's here too. Yeah. Um, yeah. With with my house burning down um, in in 2011, um, I I had this. uh, tiny cottage that burned to the ground in the middle of the night and basically what had happened was um after the firefighters left and everybody was gone um my previous partner and i were sitting on a rock just look in shock looking at the burned house and there was nothing left it was still smoldering it was it was uh it was it was pretty bad and we were both so sad and it was like, um, this bubble. It's so hard to explain. It was almost as if a bubble of good energy or thoughts just like came around us and we suddenly both of us felt it. And we're like, wow, like everything is going to be all right. It's okay. It's not great, but we're here. Our story is continuing, and um, it's gonna be all right. And it was just like it felt like a hug. And
1: were you like surprised by the grace? Like, cause it it feels like panic time.
0: For sure, it feels
1: like oh, it all fell apart time.
0: It it and it was the makings all... of a nervous breakdown. Exactly. <laughs> no, I literally came running up the driveway. And like threw myself on like the rubble, like hysterical crying and like firefighters like carried me off. I was like trying to get stuff like it was crazy. And um, it was definitely not the moment to feel like, oh, you know, it's all good. Like, no, that was not the moment. I was hysterical crying like there was. And so that's why it was so shocking because I've never felt something, this energy that just took over my mind. My body, my spirit—that was just like, you're good, you're good, everything's good. And um, and both of us felt it, and we're like, wow, that was weird. Like it was almost like we were like being spoken to from like spirits or something, saying like everything's gonna be alright. And a year to the day that it burned down, we were there because we were working on building the new house, and um, I was like, oh my god. And I looked back at my phone and I had taken a picture when we were there on the rock. And this moment happened because it was just so bizarre. And it was 5.05 p.m. And I was like, oh, my God, it's almost 5.05. let's run up there. We ran up to the rock. We sat in the exact same spots. And we sent good thoughts back to the couple that was on the rock a year prior this exact same moment this exact same time this exact same rock looking now at the beginnings of a new thing and we sent with all of our power and all of our minds like it's gonna be okay and we did that as a ritual every year for several years after and I know without a shadow of a doubt that me in 2011 that was devastated and crying and had just lost all of everything. I knew that the feeling that I got that bubble was me in the future, sending me that message back and I received it in that moment. Mm. And so I really love to work with past, present, and future magic because I know it works. Mm. I know it works. And it's so available. Mm-hmm. It's available to anyone. Mm-hmm. This isn't
1: something you need to be studying in libraries cloaked in this and that. It's just it's, oh, no, it's simple. Send love back, send it forward. Yeah, receive it in the present. Exactly, right. I mean,
0: exactly. You know, if you've got if you've got a big thing going on, like you you have something major happening in your life and you know it's coming up in a week, take that moment and send your future self that extra confidence that they need for that day. Like just imagine like if you know what you're going to wear that day, like just imagine you and those clothes exactly where you're going to be and really get into it and send future you like even if it's just a week ahead of time, send it to to them that confidence so that they can pick it up and then a week afterward send it back mm-hmm. to that person that is also doing it Hell so it doesn't yeah. have to be like a full year and like exact mm-hmm. times but it doesn't hurt <laughs> it doesn't hurt you know
1: <laughs> I feel like so. we're scraping by on this kind of energy right now because it, I feel like the spell we cast on our future is just like we won let's let's yes. let's enjoy it let's enjoy the ride and we're at it, like, I mean, objectively, like on paper at a particularly low point, like we lost all our money, we lost our apartment, like we're trying to rebuild, but there's something that we keep telling ourselves, like we won. It's it's fine. Like we found each other. Right. We found each other. What, what, the, you know, what, what the hell else can we expect here? Right. And life's going to throw shit at us. But like that feeling like we won and it's going to be okay is the only reason we're getting through these years right now. I feel like, right?
2: yeah i feel a smoke bubble <laughs> yes. yeah we definitely probably because of this conversation and the future memories will send back to that scared version of us
1: yeah and when we go to bed every night um like we sleep in separate beds in the same room mm-hmm. and we say to each other like sweet dreams it's like start sending that like because we learned from neville goddard and all this like the the particularly right when you're like falling asleep if you can hold on to especially the details like you're saying get granular about it Mm -hmm. about how that feels to inhabit that place we both do it every night and i think we have a shared vision so it might be a little bit more charged and powerful and what we're choosing to do is not judge how we get to the place where we're ultimately victorious objectively you know who cares how it looks like we have each other along the way let's just have fun Mm. and appreciate it
2: yeah the winning thing is like it's not even a financial success it's like wow we just we did our life we made art we we followed the muse you know and
1: we weren't scared we kept connecting with people because I think that to me is when you start going on the other path and you know we have tons of examples in our our private life of friends who kind of took the that left turn towards isolation and building yourself up and you know hoarding your resources and just making sure you're okay and you and yours and like We've just chosen really not to live like that and just be a little bit more open. And it it comes with a big price. It definitely comes with a big price. But I think ultimately we cast some sort of spell on our life and we do it with each one of these films. And right now we're in the wild magic portion of our life. So we don't want to stop. We don't want to stop making this movie, you know, because it's just like, oh, is the spell going to be over? Like we're going to have to cast another one. And, you know, with with some of these movies, when we're making them, it's so weird. Like I I have like this nervous gut feeling because I can feel how big it's going to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I feel how impactful, really, with something like Wild Magic. I f- I can feel how impactful it's going to be, and it's like uh, it's a, it's a, it's confidence building, but it's like very like unsettling. It's almost like I'm not that person yet that can handle how powerful this thing I might put out is going to be. Like when we were doing American Juggalo, I felt that when I thought of the That's title it. of it. Right. I was like, whoa, well, that's like, that's, that's a powerful thing, whatever. A lot of people are going to see that and imbue it with meaning. And, uh, right. I just have to be ready to be the guy that can handle that. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And, yeah. in Bohemian magic, um, the, it opens with your life is the greatest spell you will ever cast. Mm. So the fact that we're here right now that we got to meet through another magical friend, Zina Brown, and through because he's a big connector. He loves connecting magic people with mm. other magic people, mm. and like I did not expect this moment to happen yeah. at all. And yeah. here we are chilling in my bedroom it's and awesome. hanging out in Greenpoint, and yeah. it feels really good. You yeah. know, it feels really right. And
1: and that felt like a, a spell that we cast because the reason that we met him and took to him so quickly is because he he knew our films he was like
0: you guys made those he told me oh my god
1: (laughs) and and like to me like as a real introvert like we're both very introverted like we're not going to go talking about that or doing self brags or anything but it's like if you know our movies like you know us so it's such a relief and then we could get to know that person and really hear each other and he understood like what we're doing to (laughs) its core and you're the only name that came up you were he was just like go to Veronica so
0: okay and I have to ask you you were talking earlier about somebody that you were doing the podcast with. What is that person's name?
1: Mm, oh, the ungoogleable Michelangelo? Yes. Yes. Okay,
0: so here's here's a quick little side note. Zaina and um, his partner Madeline came down to New Orleans, and my husband and the the four of us all together did a spell on the river. And the spell was for soul community and about bringing in the people that we're going to rise with, that we're going to help each other get Mm -hmm. to where we need to get to be and like really feel this purpose driven, magical life and like fill it up. And we did, we all brought something and we were burning something at the end, um, we, we wrote letters and burned them and like to the spirits because my grandma used to say when you write letters and you burn them to the spirits, like your script, the script goes up in cursive in the smoke so that the spirits can read your note. And, um, so it's kind of like, if you want to get anything to the spirits, that's how you do it. So we burn this thing at the end and the very end Zina saw something in the, the ashes and it was an old snail shell. And he picked it up and he was like, Where did this come from? And then he told me the last time I saw him that he met the unGoogleable Michelangelo yeah. who has an obsession with snails. Yeah. <laughs> with snails. Yes.
1: And if you listen to the <laughs> podcast we did with him, it's two episodes ago. He brings it up and he talks about it as like a, a reoccurring theme in his life.
0: And Zyna found the snail shell and he was like this is a sign and brought it back with him and then so we're part of the same family my friend yeah, yeah. That's this so fun- is soul community you're
2: reminding me that we were on a hike earlier this year and we do this hike all the time and i found a snail shell and i was like the
1: smallest th-? thing. i was like how
2: did i even spot this so maybe it's like little cosmic winks on the pack path so you never know what you're seeing the significance of it is you just kind of like want to take it all in
1: it, well, and, and don't even judge the significance of it yeah. just just understand it's like a, like it's a seed for a synchronicity That's probably gonna happen or something's something's gonna unfold Yeah, it's it's like, uh, you know when we talk about like our prayers and our desires and all this stuff Like I want people to understand. It's always about people. It's never like Well, oh, please get let us get this sum of money or this or that because we know that doesn't change our life We've had a lot of money. It, 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 right. it doesn't do anything. What changes our life is meeting a new person and the muse takes form and you get inspired again. And now we want to impress you with this movie. And now we want to come visit New Orleans and like all this stuff. Have we, a place
2: we can do screenings of it. Yes. Because that's it, my big dream for it is that it like is becomes a, a film that you want to show and that it's like kind of has a, a following of like, oh, go to the watch this film and get like an initiation into the magic.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah yeah Um,
1: so we yeah that when anytime we pray it's always about like let's be mushrooms let's sporate and and having a a mycelial effect on everyone we meet and to the point where it's just like like we met you and of course we know all these people in common and we didn't know that before we came over here and it just feels like the mycelial network of us freaks gets a little stronger and more (laughs) resilient when these connections get made it's
2: also like really fun to meet people like are like that are You know, also not having kids and also like being like... Love that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No offense to anyone that has kids or is trying to or whatever. God bless you for continuing the human race. But um, it's really nice to meet other people who are like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Because like you said before, you were like, you said, I don't have human kids. Yeah. And I was like, damn, we're stealing that. We, <laughs> we It always takes us a lot more words to exp- it, you know, explain that. We're, we're
2: soul like, parents to some people.
0: Yeah, you're soul parents we, yeah. to your p- p- child self yeah. and your future self. And that's a lot to handle. That's Hell a big yeah. family right there. Yeah, Taking yeah. care of like little us from the past and sending that vibe back for yeah. whenever they needed it, that's... That's some parenting right there. So I think we're all parents in our own way. Yeah.
1: My my fucked up thing is I feel like the little me right now. Yeah. When I I think about my past self, I'm like, that's a little guy that had to grow up way too fast and was way too adult for his own age, which thank God, because I got into all this great music and movies and stuff. But like, you know, Cass is like, were you into Ninja Turtles? I'm like, all my friends were. I thought it was for kids. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was more of an adult. Like, I feel like I'm a kid now. And yeah. and it was like, you know, that kid had to be more of an adult so I could be a, make a bunch of money and be a kid and fuck around and, <laughs> and
2: do his thing.
1: I don't yeah. know what future me is, but he's a wise motherfucker who sends grace back, clearly. Yeah, but you can <laughs>
2: reclaim your childhood, and I think it's important to uh, yeah. honor that childhood, right? Um, you were talking about, like, another thing you were telling us before we did the podcast was about... You kind of had more tangible examples of uh, some magic you've done, like around getting a house, and it just made me think like, oh, that's so valuable because there's so many people who have like these dreams and ambitions and want to honor this goal that they have, but maybe don't know how to talk to the universe or how to make ritual around maybe a goal or or something like that, say, getting a particular house or whatever.
0: Right. Yeah. I had, I, w- I was sharing. Yeah. We were sharing this earlier before, before you guys, before the podcast <laughs> party, um,
1: before the homies joined
0: us. <laughs> 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 we're glad you're here. So yes. we're going to catch you up people. <laughs> um, so, so what happened was, um, I, I was really drawn to, um, spending more time in new Orleans because I do witch camp there and I do witch camp two times a year. Mm. And, I love New Orleans and I love the vibe and it's, um, you know, there's a lot of beautiful supernatural things that go down there and I love it. And, um, so what happened is I had found this place that was perfect. It was like a 600 square foot, tiny little place from the 1800s. I was like, oh yes, this is it. It's in my price range. Everything is going to be good. This is it. This is the house. I know it. I know it. I know it. And so my husband and I, we were walking around and there's this special tree in New Orleans. And like, if you know, you know, everybody goes down there, everybody does spells, is covered in spell work. Nobody messes with anybody else's thing. Like everybody knows, like they give you time, like everybody's doing spells there. And uh, so we went down there and he had found this random um, stegosaurus is that the one with a hunchback that's like kind of low to the ground okay so he found one of those on the street and it had like an open mouth so he's like you know what we should do is let's dig some dirt from the roots of the tree and let let the the spirits of the land know that we want to create roots here and that we're gonna bring some dirt from this magic tree put it in the dinosaur's mouth And we're going to put it underneath this house that we Mm. want. Because nobody lives there right now. It's cool. We snuck in there. We put it under. Because that's the beauty of New Orleans. Because, like, the house, my house now has the entire thing is on top of spells. Because it can be because there's no foundation in new Orleans. So, um, so yeah, so we put this dinosaur underneath this house and I was doing spells every single day being like, please let this be the house that we're living in. I can like, I can imagine us living there. I can like see it. I had a good feeling when I went in there and I was like, I think this can be our house. And, um, You know, I did so many, um, I did so many things, so many things. Every single night I was lighting candles and talking to my spirits and my ancestors and being like, please let this be the thing. This or something better. But I know that this is the best thing for me, you (laughs) know, because in our human mind, we're like, no, 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 no. this is is it. I know Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm not looking into the future then. And um, we did not get the house. And I had that moment where I was like, is my magic no longer working? Like what's wrong? Like, Fuck what's Stegosaurus. What's going- <laughs> exactly. I'm like, no, this didn't happen. And what ended up happening is a year later, we went back. No, I'm not even thinking about this, but we're still thinking, you know, we'll look for a place. And my husband had said, my husband does tarot and he's deeply psychic. And he was like, he said to me in November of the the previous year, he said, you know what? I think I feel like we're going to get in on Valentine's Day. I feel like we're going to find our house on Valentine's Day and I wrote it in my magic book and forgot about it because like Valentine's Day is my day like it just it my grandma called me Valentine face. We have like she finds a way to like make things happen on Valentine's Day every year. My book got um I got the contract on Valentine's Day like crazy stuff always happens. So I was just like, all right, I want to think that too. And um, fast forward to every single year, I pass out Valentine's and I give Valentine's to women on the streets and I write like poetry on the inside and like, you're awesome. Like keep doing your thing. You're fucking gorgeous. Like kill the game. Love you. Happy Valentine's day. You're doing you, you know? (laughs) And um, so, and so I made 50 Valentine's. And the thing was, was that the Valentine's, I wanted to get Snoopy Valentines but they were all sold out and so I had to order Valentines at the last minute and the coolest ones that they had and I'm not a dinosaur person the coolest ones they had were these little dinosaurs that you would like twist tie onto a Valentine so wow. people could have a physical object of a memory of that moment that a stranger gave them a Valentine so if they don't keep the Valentine at least like maybe they'll keep the physical object and like have it next to their computer and be like oh yeah I remember one Valentine's Day this crazy stranger came up to me and gave me a hug and gave me this thing (laughs) so we're walking around passing out these things a year has passed we're not even thinking about looking at a house right now and all of a sudden as you can remember from like when we were talking about the house that burned down my house that burned down was um, mint green it was purple and also sky blue And these same three colors were in this house. When we turned down a block, I was like, oh, my God. It's like my old house, like, risen from the ashes (laughs) and turned up in New Orleans. And I was in shock. And as we walked down the block, as we got closer, I saw that the house was for sale. And I'm like, what is going on? And, um, at that moment I was like, hold up. One of the things that I promised the spirits and the spirits of the land in new Orleans was that I would give back. And here I am on the streets giving back and like making people happy and like making, spreading joy. And I'm giving out dinosaurs and the original spell had that Stegosaurus dinosaur and I'm not a dinosaur person <laughs> and it's the exact colors of the house that burned down and I walked into that house for the first time and let me tell you what I cried because I was like I live here in the future and I already mm. know it I feel Whoa. me in the future I have lived in this house and I know where things are and that is um, my space in New Orleans that I can't wait to you guys come down and I show yeah,
2: yes and you you did get the even better thing didn't you I
0: I did and I didn't believe it because I I was so certain that in my human mind, I knew what the best thing was for me. And when I didn't get it, I was like, what? But, um, they know yes. they've got our backs. Yes. They've got our, that's backs. that's the best
2: thing about getting older is like you get humbled, but on the way you just also like gain the like confidence and wisdom. You're like, all right, I'm not going to cry over what spilt milk. Cause everything's spilt milk in this universe in a way. You just
1: learn patience, Yeah, you know? And until you do, I think, uh, you can get what I think, what I refer to as, uh, like psychic spiritual hemorrhoids, (laughs) like, you know, where you're like pushing too hard, you know, and trying too hard. And it's like, it starts to cast the spell of judgment on your life and negativity. And I, I just feel like it could take you off the path a little bit and just make these like things start popping up that are like extremely painful and uncomfortable to deal with. And, uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen that a lot in the psychedelic world. You know mm. what I mean? Someone drinks ayahuasca and they're like, I am now an ayahuasca woman and I need to serve this and devote my life to it and this and that and pushing so hard and just like chaos ensuing and no no vision whatsoever. And like I don't know, this spiritual hemorrhoids. I just wanted to say that. I like <laughs> that I
2: like that metaphor 'cause it does feel like that, that you can take your life too seriously almost, where you're like got to have a little grace about this like magic requires a little grace a little flexibility you know it's it's not necessarily about i mean i to me it doesn't seem to be about um making the universe to your will as much as like collaborating with the universe in a
0: way that that is brilliant what you just said is absolutely brilliant collaborating not bending it to your will but collaborating with the universe that's brilliant that's what it is yeah. period that's the riches what we were talking about the friendships, when we're on our deathbeds, we are not going to be like, damn, I wish I had more money in my bank account. <laughs> we're going to be like, damn, I wish I like, you know, hung out with those people more. Like it's, yeah. we're thinking about the friendships, the community, the creations mm. that we made, mm. the things that we birthed into this world, your documentaries, my book, mm. the different experiences that we have that bring us closer together and make us know that magic is real. Right. Period.
1: Yeah, and and when you think about it as a, a collaboration, then it's like, what could go wrong, really? It's like, this is part of it.
0: We all got each other's back. <laughs> yes. Let's go. Yes. We've got yeah. this. We won.
1: <laughs> we already won. We already won. What <laughs> the hell are we sitting here <laughs> fretting about? We won, you know? We, we took form and we're aware of yes. it, and we're aware of the energies we're dealing with. And, like, I don't know, in the simplest way, the way I think of magic is just making the formless into form. And we're figuring out how to do that and it's like such an exciting uh it's it's such a more exciting life than the one i was doing before i discovered mushrooms and spirituality and things outside of myself it, yeah it's so much more exciting a lot of people resist that and i get it i understand why cuz i was one of those people but i was also drinking a lot and working a lot and cheating a lot mm-hmm. and uh yeah not um the best version of myself, I send love back to that motherfucker because he was wily and out of control and made it so I can't fit in the normal world. And so <laughs> thus, I have to do this. So, like, I got to give him some respect.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But
1: that was a person that was kind of uh, holding out the more magical things about life, you right. know, because uh, I was hurt, I think. I don't know. And confused and listening to all the wrong things you know society or you know whatever that that thing it has a pull there's like a there's a hum to it that's very alluring like wait there's comfort in there there's there's things i can do there's very simple things i can do to get ahead and if i just behave myself and rent my life to a corporation and get the mortgage and then get the dog and make sure to pay this thing on time like like uh, just getting all caught up in that i feel like left an absence of magic and unpredictability In my life, which now is like the thing I subsist on. So,
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely. Go
1: figure.
2: We get definitely get high on it. We call it gambling, you know. We think
1: we're gambling addicts. Yeah. You know, but we don't gamble. Right. But we do.
2: Because we gamble on ourselves. Yeah. You know. (laughs) Yeah. If you're
0: gambling on yourself, like you you can, I think that you can never go wrong. And I used to be in the corporate world and things like that. And I got, um, I got attacked in the face by a Rottweiler when I was volunteering at the (sighs) bark animal shelter down, down the block and, uh, (sighs) ripped off my nose on the side and underneath and nearly blinded me in my left eye. And when I was on the operating table, they were like, and they're waiting for people to come in and they're like putting all these shots on my nose because like, so I won't feel it when they're putting my nose back together, but I was awake. Oh my they didn't God. put me under cause I was going to be in so much shock. I looked at that room in the ceiling and you think, you know, you're in a hospital operating room. There's a lot of people that that's the last thing that they've seen The You know, hospitals are a doorway to like um, birth and death and um, they meet there. And I looked at those tiles on the ceiling and I thought, why haven't I lived my life? Like, why have I been, like, waiting for... Because I wanted to do burlesque. I wanted to do all this stuff. I wanted to write. But I was, like, in this corporate thing. Because I'm, like, how are my bills going to get paid otherwise, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was, like, it doesn't have to be that. Paying your bills can come up in other ways. Like you can find other ways. It doesn't have to just be this corporate thing that wasn't making me happy. I mean I'm not slagging corporate work, you know, if you're having a great time. Like sometimes I do corporate burlesque parties and get paid great and I love it and they treat me awesome and I love it. We
1: do commercials. That's how we pay the bills. Yeah. So
0: (laughs) so it's like it's like, you know, if your heart is I think you have to go with, you know, what you know, it's like going back to your past self, your little kid self. You're like, yo, am I selling out in this job? And she was like, yes, you are. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, oh. she wouldn't be proud of me right now. And I just thought I need to make a serious change in my life because little me is not proud of what I'm doing right now. And I was like, yeah, I'm too busy to do my dreams because I'm paying my bills. And that was my big excuse. And when you're gambling on yourself, it can be it can be intense, as you know, Um but I think it's the most beautiful life. Yeah. I think it's the most beautiful life you can have you know
1: well the the other way is kind of like trying to sleep away depression, you know instead of like do something about it and get up and move your body like right the other way is just like well some something hopefully will happen, and
0: yeah,
2: I get superstitious saying this, but I'm gonna say it anyway like especially when COVID happened, the first thing I did was call my mom and be like, just so you know, like, if I die, I'm going to die happy. Like, I lived my life, like, in a way that I'm really happy with, you know. I'm really happy about what we've done and how I've devoted my time and, you know. So I just, I don't know. I've heard a story about a guy who was saying that to a bunch of friends and then he died of a heart attack after teaching a hot yoga class the next week. But, you know, so I am knock on wood. I'm not ready to go. I'm having such a great time, but I really do feel like I'm I'm here and doing it in a way that's an integrity with like hopefully my future and past self you know
0: that's beautiful that's really beautiful and I think it's it's beautiful to say like we're happy with where we're at right now and also like I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about all the people that are are listening right now too and sending that love to all of you guys out there that you know might be going through something at this moment and just thinking like you might suddenly at this moment feel um a breeze go past your face or one of those happiness bubbles and it's because it's the three of us sitting here sending good vibes to you on your journey and i think that you know having having knowing that you're in a good place like what you were talking about and being like you know what I'm I'm happy with the life that I'm living and what I'm doing and it's that's the, you won you yeah. won feeling absolutely that. feeling that
1: yeah and, and we were talking before about like you know working with your your future self and your past self and like I think th- we were saying like we're inadvertently doing this stuff all the time so why not bring a little bit more mindfulness to it because how often do you see an old picture of yourself and you're like oh god or like uh you know what we've had with this podcast like oh i can't listen back to that right you know like (laughs) i I can't watch our old movies like what are you crazy but like try to inhabit the opposite like no that motherfucker got me here like good thing that you know like I, I do think that a lot of times, like, the the self-hatred and the, the culture of comparing ourselves constantly mm-hmm. has us sending terrible fucking spells backwards. And our old selves feel that. And it has us sending terrible spells into the future. We're in
2: magic whether we like it or not. Whether we're paying attention or not, we are magical beings living a magical existence. You know, we are uh, spiritual beings living a human existence rather than humans living a spiritual existence. So. Yeah. And so it's, uh, yeah, that's, I, Sean actually taught me best because Sean obviously makes a lot of movies and you have to let go of them and you have to say, this one's done, you know, I'm putting it out. And I think that's one of the most difficult things on the artistic practice is saying like, okay, it's ready. And there's something that you've done in this practice of just being like, well, this is where I was then. And I love it for this. Yeah. And it's ready because... It's ready, but, you know, because you could always think, well, if I had another month or another year, it'll be better because I'll be, I'll be better because I'll have learned that other year. But it's like, but you're supposed to make something that honors this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, totally. I just went down the, the Wikipedia rabbit hole of the making of the Guns N' Roses album, Chinese Democracy, which was from 1997 till 2008, $19 million was spent on this re-recording after re-recording throwing things away just like I think Axl Rose was in hell yeah and he had every resource that all of us would dream of having at our disposal and he didn't know what to do with it other than curse himself and waste the money and fire people and rehire them and one of the initiations he was having every new person that he brought on to do the album he would have them re-record note for note appetite for destruction their first album as like the initiation now you're in the band and like just the amount of money that was being spent on this process feels like almost the opposite of magic it it feels like the opposite of everything we're talking i don't
2: about. know axel wrote. <laughs> is that a popular album no
1: (laughs) no not at all trust me if it was you would have heard of it you've heard of (laughs) appetite for destruction you've heard of use your illusion one and two you might have even heard of the spaghetti incident but nobody's talking about fucking chinese democracy And, and not to say that they're talented people and good songs or whatever just overthought overproduced just fucking fussed over and fussed over and frame fucked to death and right just reading this long ass Wikipedia. Thing, I mean, it's entertaining to just be like, Jesus Christ, people were funding this madness. Right. And, and just like, man, this was, a, th- this was probably the most anticipated album in rock history. And it just pff, nothing just like, uh, because I think that that people can feel that too. Like that's the yeah. other thing when you're creating something. I, I think people can feel the fuss over like, ugh, yeah, you tried too hard. I don't know what you're doing here. I keep
0: <laughs> I keep thinking about when you're telling the story, um, the White Stripes' um, little room, mm. and you know when you're in the little room and you're working on something good, and you're like you're like in that original space yes. where it's just pure creativity, and you're not doing it for the fans or because you don't have any. Yeah, you're not you doing it <laughs> for you know you don't you're you're just like doing it for you. Yeah, and it's so freaking pure. And that song is about like you know you know you might end up getting in the bigger room Mm -hmm. but then you're gonna have to think about how you got started in that little room yes Mm -hmm. so it's all about like no matter how much you grow you got to bring it back to the truth your purpose your passion and that like you putting it out there for like your mom and dad to listen to. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or like, or whoever, like for you, (laughs) for you or whoever, you know, whoever, you know, back in the day that you wanted to, you know, impress like Mm. that's, yeah. It's
2: funny you're saying that because I've had this, I had this dream a couple nights ago that I've been trying to make sense of. And I was in this mansion and I, I stay in this little room, but I like when people come over, I give them a tour and I show them the whole house and I say, and they have these big rooms that look like giant, you know glass walls and fancy couches and I'm like every time I go into those rooms I feel like a ghost like I feel like the presence of ghosts and I'm like I'm I'm sorry I just I'll show you the rooms but like I don't feel safe here and I don't know if it's me holding myself back or just also realizing like oh my powers in like the cozy little rooms and this like fancy what looked like you know a uh, fancy vice office or whatever <laughs> i was like this isn't this doesn't feel good to me you know it's here and i could go towards it and maybe there's a little fear but it's or maybe it's just like there's ghosts there i don't know right. so i'm gonna stay in this cozy room where i sleep with four other people and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: i think it's what she's saying i think it parallels what you were just yeah. saying like yeah. you appreciate and appreciate the comfort of the small room the yeah. the little one
0: yeah the The pure room.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, because there is something to it. And like, you know, that dream is almost a perfect metaphor. Like, like we have like $20,000 to make this movie. Imagine we had 20 million. Yeah. It would be haunted with a lot more ghosts. <laughs>
2: yeah, There'd
1: be a lot more people working on it. There'd be a lot more opinions. We'd be fucking Chinese democracy, this shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I think so. Uh, you know, so well it, it
2: gets, it gets, it, when you have that much money, you get away from the wild magic. Like the, what I want is like the personal connections. This person leads us to this person. We're jumping down rabbit holes where you're going to tell us who the next person we should connect with is, you know, mm-hmm. it's absolutely. It's, um, You know, but I really am so impressed by people who can really not only succeed in the big rooms, but like affect so many people and touch so many people's hearts, because there obviously have been so many wonderful albums that have been made on big budgets and wonderful films and that sort of thing. Of course,
1: like, like, I don't think that there's really any like bad Bob Dylan albums. A lot of people do, but I don't. I listen to them all and I'm like, this is a magical being. But like, there's a great interview with him from 60 Minutes where ed bradley's like asking him about writing those early songs and he says i don't don't." he said that was magic and the guy ed bradley's like what are you talking about and he's like i don't know how i did that i don't know who the person is that did that it's something that came through and he starts quoting his own lyrics and he's like who would who would say that (laughs) who would come up with that and he's he basically is saying i don't have access to that anymore You know, but to me, I look at his body of work and I'm like, You never left the pure space, but for him, maybe he was in the pure space, figured out the formula, right? And has been able to replicate that over all his other albums and figure it out. But like to him, there was a a very pure time where magic was available to him, right? And he said he would, he would just, I mean, well, Joan Baez said he would type like Kerouac, he it would just be scrolls, it would just be non stop typing, and these are lyrics, like. Can you imagine, like, who, he Tangled Up in Blue? Listen to that song. Like, who the fuck comes up with that, <laughs> yeah. you know? that That's, like, to me, like, to the most powerful example of, like, an artist that's used their magic, but then they hear him talk about how he doesn't feel like he possesses it anymore is such a trip. It's such a wild one. Wow. But I think that's also his attempt to feel normal and feel, mm. you know, because I think he's, since he's 20 years old, been put on this cultural pedestal. Right. He probably craves the just I'm a regular guy. <laughs> right. Right. He, so he's lying in this interview. Yeah, yeah, he's lying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I did that. Yeah. 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 He Absolutely. just doesn't want to give away the the secrets.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Who knows? I think I think cuz I I think like magic stays with you and I think that the more that you can um that tap into that, like for all of us, I feel like, um, I feel like magic is just a form of remembering. Mm. And like yes. when we, um, when we do witch camp and I'm about to, I'm about to head to new Orleans and do witch camp. Um, when we do witch camp, I always say like, it doesn't matter cause there's people that have never done magic ever. And they found my book and they're like, I'm signing up for witch camp. And, um, there's people that have been wow. doing it forever And they're all in the same room. And it's like witches of the round table. That's how we show up because everyone has something to bring. It's not about how long you've been doing it because it is just, are you willing to remember how incredibly magic you are? Because I feel like our souls are a library and that we haven't opened up all the books and they're from previous lifetimes. And we have that. We have that knowledge within us. It's just somebody needs to say something that'll trigger it and be like, whoa, or a dream or something. There's some kind of way to open up one of those books for you. And I have seen it firsthand in the last um, last year that we did Witch Camp. There was a woman that showed up and she was like, listen... I don't even know if I belong here. And she's like, I don't know if I'm a witch. I saw this book. It called to me and I'm here. And, um, and she was like, I just want to say something because, you know, I give this big speech in the beginning that this is a safe space. We encourage each other. We support each other. It's all love here. Like everybody's being their unique, beautiful selves and that's it period. Like there is no other way, um, respecting and honoring each other period the whole way through. And she said, you know, I've got this cup because they all have to bring drinking vessels because we don't want to have a bunch of plastic. So she said the drinking vessel that she picked up had said bad witch on it. And she said, you know, it's kind of a play for like bad bitch. But now that you just gave that speech, I feel like. Bad having this I don't want something that says bad witch on it because you just gave this whole like happiness speech (laughs) and she and I said I said okay so what do you want to do and we don't even know each other's names yet we're just going around (laughs) right (laughs) and it just started and uh, she goes "Uh, I want to throw it away and I said okay let's make this a ritual she's like I don't know how to do a ritual and I'm like trust me just just trust just trust yourself And she's like, all right, uh, I want to throw it away outside because I don't even want it to be in the presence of us here or in a garbage can in the presence. So I said, okay, so everybody let's get up, let's walk outside. She walked outside and we're like, oh my God, we're at a crossroads right now in New Orleans. We're literally, the place is at a crossroads that we meet at. And she's like, this is what I'm going to do. We're going to, I'm going to go throw this in a garbage can and I'm not turning around after I throw it away and we're all going to walk back and we, she threw it away, shut the thing. We all turned our backs on it and we held hands in a circle because she said, I said, now what do you want us to do? And she goes, can we hold hands in a circle? Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> just like start over So sweet. and be mm-hmm. like, this is the power. And we held hands in a circle at the crossroads where a decision just was made that she didn't want this negative thing to be brought in here. And I'm telling you, all of a sudden at that moment, as we're holding hands at this, in this, in, at this crossroads in a circle, like the wind picks up like nobody's business. Crows fly in. They're like cawing. There's a train whistle going on in the distance. It was the most magical shit. People had wow. tears in their eyes. And I was like, and I'm sorry, what is your name? And she's like, I'm Denise. And I was like, Denise, you came in here saying that you didn't even know if you belonged here. And you didn't even know if you could call yourself a witch. And because you wanted to hold this community so high, and these people who you haven't even met yet, who you don't even know their names yet, You wanted to give them a positive thing and throw Mm. out this thing that was a negative thing to you. You created this beautiful crossroads ritual and started our entire week off just like that. It's just a matter of remembering and Mm. trusting your like little kid vibe. That's like, what do you want to do? I want to do this. And then I want to hold hands with you guys. And then It worked. And it was one of the most intense rituals we did all week. Mm. Started by a. Right out the gate. Right out the gate. (laughs) We didn't even know each other's names yet. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it's just remembering. That's all it is.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. We we do this thing called Portal Day on January 11th, (gasps) 111 every year. It's our uh, Church of Chill. It's our first official holiday, Portal Day. I love this. Yeah. And we just take acid and um throughout the day or throughout the trip like or just keep writing our fears So like everybody's privately like writing their fears and then we throw them all in a thing and we go outside and like it's usually 10 degrees so we're like freezing outside and scream and yell and do the thing and light them on fire or whatever so the last time we did this it was uh um it was a good group of people we all got together but it was so cold and we were in such a confined space on acid that the energy was really intense and so we just kept saying like let's write our fears, and we 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 kept doing it. And of the six of us, there was one person that kept resisting the whole thing. And it's like ah oh, that's fucking lame, but whatever. We're just gonna keep plowing ahead. And we plowed ahead, and the you know when it was time, the five out of the six of us go down to the to the river right here and go out onto the Greenpoint Pier. And it's like we take the lighter fluid and we made we we put Epsom salt and uh, alcohol. It makes a, like a firebomb. <laughs> And this thing, you know, went up and we're all screaming, yelling. There's strangers joining us. We're just like, it was great. And you just feel like it dropped you more into your integrity, this thing. We go back up to the house and the person that resisted, it has literally become a demon. And she's sitting there telling telling us our other friends are evil and that they're vampires and they got to go. It's them or me. And like a lot of just like very confrontational completely fear-based insanity that uh, we didn't know how to deal with and i never really even thought of it till now that she was the one that resisted the group ceremony and just i guess maybe wasn't able to that to me to us that's our new year's january 11th like we're starting the year we're starting it fresh let's burn all the bullshit and she was just not willing to do it for some reason and I don't think it was a. I don't think she cast a good spell
2: we, on she her su- life. She succumbed to fear and then l- left this relationship that we had with her friendship and relationship in a state of extreme fear and paranoia. And sometimes yeah. I, we were in a thruple
1: with her, and for two and a half years, and wow. just you know started in a place of fear and paranoia and ended in a place of fear and paranoia. I,
2: and sometimes I, I was even thinking, driving down to visit you today, I'm like, it kind of alarms me how little fear i have sometimes you know what i mean you it know comes up
1: when it's when it's needed. I,
2: it, i'm not not like in an irresponsible yeah. way but i used to drive we used to drive upstate to the city back and forth back and forth and i'd be so consumed in anxiety that i wouldn't be able to be present and i'm just and you saying bringing up portal day reminds me of like i've done rituals around releasing my anxieties burning my fears and now i get to like enjoy the fruits of that labor which is a life that's more present it's not like i don't get anxious or nervous or whatever all the natural human emotions but but.
1: you got to send send thanks back to those crazy wily motherfuckers who were like let's take acid and burn our fears (laughs) just doing it every year and being consistent about it and not really even being super like uh investigative about the data points that prove anything but to look back and be like well that last one that that i'm talking about that was four years ago like to see how it shook out i mean yeah yeah it's pretty clear wow Yeah. yeah yeah
0: very clear yeah so you gotta just
1: sometimes be be very mindful of uh the group energy and you know if you want to go along with things and i don't know to me if it's positively minded and the intentions are positive like why not like see what it does yeah
0: throw some more shit
1: in the cauldron and stir it up like let's get it going
2: we built with like a little with clay a little demon <laughs> we burned him too it was yeah. so like it was so yeah funny. we were all
1: like making little parts like we were passing around this like someone just started made a ball and then someone added something to it and we and it ended up being this demon we just kept passing it around and it's just like this fucked up demon and he was one of the, he just represented wow. the He now lives in the sphere. bottom of the East he's, River. He's all so. demented in the bottom of the East River. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we'll we'll do stuff like that. But like when I think back of that now, I'm like, we don't have enough of that going on right now. We need to, there's a reason we met you. It's like we need to conjure more magic and do more stuff. Especially ceremonies. with what we're doing. And I think yeah.
2: that's why you're such like a potent reminder to us about the power of ritual about, because we have these little things, but our life has been our work our relationship when we wake up and set an intention and give water to the earth like we used to go down to transmitter park and we and every day and like i'd pick a little flower plant on the way and like drop it in the water and pour a little water down and you know think the different directions and i just remember that being such a powerful potent time that i i wonder why i forget you Know it's so easy to forget That's how powerful all it is. we are. It's just remembering, yeah,
1: it's yeah. just remembering, just yeah. remember.
0: <laughs> it's just remembering. It really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's so powerful the magic that we have within us, like when we allow it to, yeah, and give honor it, yeah, mm-hmm. because it's a practice, which means you got to do it daily. You know, you got to create it in your world daily, yeah. and if you do, oh my god.
1: And if you don't, yeah. a dog might bite your face off.
0: Exactly. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Ex- and then you're like, damn, what am I going to do now? <laughs> yeah, and, well, that was probably yeah. one of the most
2: magical things that ever happened the, to but, her but, in a way. You know,
0: It was a catalyst It will for come sure. for you. I'm saying. It will, it will come for you. It will yes. come to you with heavy yes.
1: reminders. You'll go through a period of your life where you're like, what, what else could happen? And it's just like, you could wake up.
0: Yeah. You could wake
1: up, start doing right by yourself
0: absolutely absolutely because because like i was raised with magic so i had you know i kind of walked away from magic and was like doing that corporate life and i was like i think i was too scared to try to do my creative things and put it out there in the world and fail Mm. so i think i was using i'm too busy and i'm just working and paying my bills and i don't have time for my creative stuff and i walked away from my magic and that dog like came through and was like, "Um, wake up because yes. this is not the path for you and I really think that that dog was um that dog was fully an angel to me mm. was wow. an angel to me absolutely just changed the course of my path yeah. so many things happened after that dog bite and like what the decisions that I made, like everything fell into place because I was way off the path. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The the same thing when my sister passed away, I was working at history channel. I was in a corporate gig. It was very comfortable. I, I knew where to go every day. I knew what I had to do this whole thing. And, um, around the time she was passing away, I had taken a bunch of time away and they were very good about like, they continued to pay me and I, I kept, I was just at the hospital for like four weeks and it was my first break in my adult life from like the corporate grind. Right. And, uh, after she died, I was just like, I can't do that anymore. I'm not going back to that. And that's when I started making films, you know, like, Man. but, but I also couldn't have done it before she died because I needed her to make the films. Like she was a very creative person wow. who saw the world in a really unique way and probably would have ended up doing this way better than me had she lived. But since she didn't, I kind of had access to her powers and also the reminder that life is uh, very precious and it'll pass you right by. So I was like 27 at the time and I went and made my first film and didn't I've never turned back. I've never worked a consistent job since then. I'm 42 now and, you know, cruising. <laughs> yes. So like, like, yeah. Yes. I she love this. I she's, love yeah, this. She's my angel wings. She definitely she, is. I yeah, love that. She helps me out. she I feel like she introduced me to Cass in a fucked up way. Like, you never got to meet Aaron. But I feel like, you know, I don't know. She was just with me and guided me towards you. And I met Cass, and within the first five minutes, I was like, you should be my girlfriend. You know, like just. And Talk I've, about
2: I, casting a magical spell. <laughs> and I don't do it like she's
1: like, you say that to all the girls. And I'm like, I literally have never said those words in my life to my girlfriends. I've never I've never, you know, like I, I met Cass and I was just like, oh, this is it was just like so obvious. I'd never had yeah. something so obvious happen. And it was like right away. And uh, but
2: that's yeah. part of like knowing that life is precious, that life is like these moments don't happen every day. And when they
0: happen, you should acknowledge them. And Yeah. Yeah. And don't be afraid to say out loud, you should be my girlfriend.
1: Yes. Yeah. Don't and, be afraid yeah, to say it out loud. Just afraid. say it. Yes.
0: Say it for that girlfriend, for that yeah. job, for that opportunity. Yes. That's, for that you thing. should be my house. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and with Zina Brown being like, you have to meet Veronica Varlow totally. and now we're together. Yeah. Like I'm so, ha- I'm so thankful <laughs> that he, um, that he said that. And yeah. at that moment was like, you guys should all meet because soul family and like, you guys have to meet. Not you yes. should. There's <laughs> yeah. a,
1: it, we didn't leave a lot of air. It was just like, you have, this is, this is the person. And it was just like, Hey, we take that, that kind of shit seriously. So yeah. here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so how can people get your book?
0: Oh, well, people can get my book all over the world, wherever you are. It's called Bohemian Magic, and they can find me at Instagram at at Veronica Varlow, which is um, Veronica with a C and V-A-R-L-O-W, double V's there. So it's Veronica Varlow, V-A-R-L-O-W, and um, you can find me on Instagram, and then you can look at my bio, and you can see all the cool things that are happening. You can see like Witch Camp. Go to Witch and, Camp, yeah. Yeah, go, go to, to Witch, witch camp. camp. Pack up your crystals, baby. Let's yeah. go. And uh, and you could see, like, you could get special editions of Bohemian Magic from me. I highly encourage you to find them at your local bookstores because we love our bookstores. So when we support our local bookstores, that's the best. So there's a bunch of local bookstores that are carrying my thing. It is also available on all the online platforms, too.
2: You can always ask your local bookstore. Get this book for me.
0: Yes. That's, that's the best thing that's the magic that's yeah. the magic that's so. very sweet yeah
1: you're the best I'm sure we'll do many podcasts together this is the first of our chronicles <laughs> yeah um, can wait
0: let's do the next one in New Orleans uh, definitely
1: definitely in October I'm putting yes. it out there let's, let's cruise yes <laughs> um, and if you want to support us it means the world to us uh, patreon.com slash church of chill it's two bucks to get in you get access to our discord community which is the church of chill discord community The coolest people all over the world chilling, updating each other on insights and wisdom all the time. And uh, tons of bonus podcasts and documentary stuff, you know. Patreon.com slash Church of Chill. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks, Veronica. Peace, love, and magic, (laughs) y'all. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. Sending all the good vibes out to all of you. Mad Mad love. Mad love. Mad love.